Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We're going to be sharing our story and sharing some of the principles that have helped us. And um, I think for me, the biggest one um, for us has been seizing a moment and going for it. Yes. Seizing a moment and going for it. But even as we lay into all this, I I want to, um, we're going to put a, a, a picture of three guys on the screen. And I want to ask you a question. What do these three guys have in common? What do these three guys have in common? Uh, someone says money. Uh, what else? Yeah. Some hair. I mean, money. Uh, some some people, hair. Uh, loose, loose hair. Hair is going. <laughs> some of us. Uh, uh, but 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 guess what? Uh, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Elon Musk. Uh, those three guys um, are three guys who have been who have seized a moment and gone for it. When you read their story, you're going to see that they seized a moment and went for it. Bill Gates. Um, it was a moment where computers were coming on. Elon Musk has been about electronic cars and now uh, going to the moon. Uh, Jeff Bezos, and I just want to lean in a little more on Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is currently the richest man in the world. And um, the Business Insider shows us that in uh, 2018, he made 149,353 dollars per minute. Whoa. Which means he made $2,489 per second. I want you to think about that for a minute and see whether it's going to make you $149,000. Because that's how much he earns for a minute. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. During the COVID pandemic, during the COVID pandemic. So, so for some people, it has not registered. It means nothing. Hey, white like, pages. But during the COVID pandemic, in the first two months, the guy grossed $26.3 billion. Wow. Wow. Why? Because he sees the moment. Right? In 2004, uh, in 1994, July 5th, that's when Jeff Bezos started working on Amazon, and he had this idea about um, everything being done online, life being done online, people shopping online, people reading uh, books online, and that kind of thing, and he started working on that idea. At around that time, a certain Japanese guy was the richest man in the world. He was worth about $18.5 billion. He got into a scandal, um, and then the next year, 1995, one year into his business, Bill Gates was the richest in the world, and he was worth $12.5 billion, right? Guess what? 25 years later, in, the, in, in this year, July, uh, this month, July 2020, Jeff Bezos is now worth $189 billion. Bill Gates is worth $111 billion. Jeff Bezos is richer than Bill Gates by $78.1 billion. Why? He seized a moment and went for it. Mm. And I believe that that's what has, uh, that defines our story and, and we hope that you can also follow some of this. We are not yet where Bill Gates is and Jeff Bezos are, <laughs> yeah. but we are going there. Yeah. We are seizing every moment and we are going for it. Yeah. 
I just want us to read a scripture in 2 Kings real quick, if that can be projected for us. 2 Kings chapter 2. I just want to read that scripture for you, and then we're going to share our story. Lynette is going to share her story of Harvest Academy, and I'll be sharing my story on the business coaching. We're involved in other things, but let's just read this, um, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, Lynette. Um, 2 Kings uh, 13, uh, verse um, 14, and moving down, it says... Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. So Elisha is about to die. Um, his chapter is about to close. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. Um, he honored Elisha and knew that all the victories he had were coming from this man who's about to die. And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows, and so he took uh, for himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands, all right? Then he said, open the east window, and he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot, and he shot, shot right? Then he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria for you must strike the Syrians at Afek till you have destroyed them. In other words, you have an opportunity. Every time you, throw, you have this arrow go out, it's a defeat of your Syrian enemies. Yeah? Then he said to the king, he said, take the arrows. So he had arrows, many arrows. He said, take the arrows. So he took them and he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck, he struck the ground one time, two times, three times, and he thought it was enough, so he stopped. And the man of God was angry with him. And he said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you're going to only strike Syria only three times. He has told him the arrow is defeat every time you release it. Your enemies are being defeated. The guy gets lazy. He just does it. How many times? Three times. Three. And he had a whole quiver full of arrows. Wow. Then Elisha died. <laughs> the opportunity went. The moment went. passed. Yeah. Yeah. Elisha died mm -hmm. and they buried him. Guess what happens in the next sentence? And the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. But if the guy had just... Tell us your story. Have a stack them. So, so what are you telling us in this Seize picture? the moment and go for it. As in like, Elisha, Elisha was dying. Your opportunity of victory is here. The business of kings is to win battles. Right? In whatever business we're involved in, you've got to seize the moment. You have to. So can I ask a question? Yes. So why is it that this king wouldn't win other battles after Elisha's death. What was Elisha's role in this story? He's Why was it such a he prophesies Antikakati? You have been <laughs> winning the battles before. So remember, Elisha, and let me just give you a bit of background here. Elisha um, had had uh, had his leadership passed on from Elijah. When Elijah was going, Elijah didn't die. He was taken up into heaven with a chariot, right? When Elijah was going up, uh, Elisha desired a double portion. Of his uh, of his anointing, yeah, and Elisha had been powerful and done mighty things. 
when Elijah was going up, Elisha cried out these very same words that, Eli, that Joash cried. My father, my father, the horsemen and the chariots of Israel. In other words, Israel had been winning battles because of Elijah. And now it passed on to Elisha, and now he's the guy who's winning battles because of him. Now it's a moment to pass on the victory from Elisha to King Joash. Because he cried the same things, my father, my father, the horsemen of Israel, and the chariots, right? So, so, so it was a passing on moment that this guy missed. He didn't seize it, and he didn't go for it. Wow. Okay, the preacher is learning. Anyway, um, I lead at Harvest Academy. One of the businesses we are running is Harvest Academy. It's an international school, kindergarten to grade 12. We train children and harness their greatness and raise them to be leaders all the way from zero to 18, even in lockdown, Tulemerako. But this is my story. When I was growing up, I, I, I was raised by a mother who is a teacher and her specialty is in special needs education. And so we grew up with children, other children in our home. But these children were not children like you and I. They, they were special needs children, both mentally and physically. And I did a lot of things around her in the school. I tried my hand at drawing on walls, drawing cartoons because I love art. And in my mind, I used to imagine myself owning a school. But in that imagination, this was the thing. I was thinking about two things. One, these children were going to put on suits for a uniform. Mm. Yeah, that's why at Harvest Academy, they put on jackets now we know why. and ties, mm. because they had to be smart and tuck in. High school. And, and, and we've passed on that to our children since when she was younger. Since, please forgive me, she used to tuck in her sweater. Caesar, please don't tuck in your sword. But for her, she had to tuck in and be smart. smart. That was the image in my head. The other image or thought or idea in my mind was that I would educate children who are disadvantaged. Because I was seeing disadvantaged children around me. That's my part as, as an individual of the story of Harvest Academy. Fast forward, uh, we joined Worship Harvest Ministries around 2007, I believe. We, we, we participate, I'm a worship leader, we, we are invited into the leadership, and we start to hear some things about what Worship Harvest wants to do. And one of them was to do with education, because I like to say that Worship Harvest is not the kind of church that hides in a corner, and we are, we are on our way to heaven, um, on my way to Canaan's land. If you want go, if you want go, don't hinder me. We are not like that. We are a church that would like and is, is engaged in the community. We look at what is going on in the community and instead of complaining about it, do something about it. The Worship Harvest members who are listening to me, we all know that Pastor Moses likes to tell us that every problem we see around us is a leadership problem. And so we have to do something about it. Don't complain, do something about it. And so Worship Harvest, uh, adopted the peace plan, the requirements peace plan, which is planting churches that promote reconciliation to deal with the issue of spiritual emptiness, equipping servant leaders, and that's why we have Harvest Institute 
to equip servant leaders, not corrupt egocentric leaders. We even have a song called One Name. Egocentric leadership, illiteracy, they all fall down. Hey, yes, yes, hey, what is the other one? Assisting the poor, assisting the poor, that's where Harvest Finance comes yeah. in, and we do not give handouts. We don't kulema zabantu, yeah? We empower them to be able to, to run sustainable businesses, to take care of both themselves, their children, and their children's children. Yeah. And the C stands for curing the sick, and one of these days we're going to be hearing about Harvest Hospital, yeah. uh, and Dr. Emma is in the house, I know he's listening to me. An official challenge, harvest mm. clinic, harvest hospital, where people will not just be healed physically, but also emotionally and, and, and spiritually. We are a disease-free zone. Yeah. So it will be harvest, uh, uh, harvest International Hospital, I think, mm. I'm not sure. Mm. But good. it will be a disease-free zone. You yes. walk in, the doctor might see you, the doctor may not see you, but you'll be healed. Yeah. And the E is for educating the next generation, and that is to make sure we are dealing with the issue of illiteracy. I was amazed at Hannah's statistics about how many adults in Uganda are actually illiterate. Mm. They cannot read. And so I was in this worship harvest space and I was hearing this thing, these things. At the same time, at, at, you know, at core family level, we, we had a desire to educate our children differently. My husband's story was that when he was in school, he was branded as a very naughty child. So his report usually, I, I hear he still is a naughty uh, child, adult child. But anyway, uh, yes, I, not a generally speaking, but anyway, so, so he was brilliant in, in terms of academics, but his report always read, he's clever, he was the first, second, third, he's clever, he's clever, he's clever, but he is stubborn and proud. He's clever, but he is naughty. He's clever, but there was always a but, not with a double T, mm. a single T. Mm, single. And so English. his mother, his mother went to, to the school and said, please help me understand what you mean by his clever, but clever but and it turns out it was because he was outspoken in the classroom and I, he I asked too many questions he asked too many questions in challenged. the classroom on the other hand i was an extremely introverted child extremely introverted never to get into trouble i did not trespass you can go and ask my former headmistress if they say do not trespass you just do not trespass Pass. We get married, we have these children, and somewhere at the back of my mind is thinking, I really don't want that type of education for my child. I want our children to be able to speak up. They shouldn't be disrespectful, but they should be able to speak up and express themselves. And I, I wanted them to be like my husband. I didn't want them to be like me, but we knew that if we take them into an usual Ugandan curriculum setting, uh, Ugandan school setting, that was going to be the first thing that yeah. is, is stamped out. And our son, Lemuel, 
asked me questions as a, a first-time mother, and I kid you not, I used to feel like the boy is peeling the skin off me. Like, Why? can you just stop Why? asking me questions? Why? <laughs> why? I mean, he asked the why until he understood. Until he understood. And so we made a decision as a family unit after a long struggle to homeschool our children, which I did for four and a half years. That was between, I believe it was 2000, uh, 2010 to 2014. In the mid hour. About mid 2014. Oh, up to the end of 2014, we were homeschooling. Now, around the same time in 2014, I started to get agitated. And everything around me wasn't making sense. Things that I used to love, like being on the worship team, were, were you know, painful. I, I didn't, I, the music team disgusted me. I was irritated with them. And for me, if I'm on the music team and I'm irritated and disgusted, it means there is something completely off. Because worship leading is something I see myself doing until I turn fully gray and until I die. Okay, I will be singing, then you bury me. That is going to, that's what's going to happen. And because we're also in leadership, I remember one of those meetings we had with, I'm not sure whether it was the elders or something, but we're at, uh, at the hub, Lugogo Bypass, we were in a meeting with Pastor Mose, and he asked us to score those things he usually tells us, score yourself on a scale of one to 10. Mm. Where are you at on Typ marriage? Typical Pastor uh -huh, Marriage, cash, heart health, uh, many things. Uh, family. So, uh, some, uh. Yeah. so my heart health at the time was, was two, and I was being polite. And Heart health, two. Uh, yeah, it was two. <laughs> That is not even, Out of 10. That is not even burnout. That is blackout. It was a blackout. My two was, I was being very polite. Now, he told me, okay, where do you want to go? What have you always dreamt of doing? And at the time, I was dreaming of traveling for a prophetic class in Bethel Church. And I went. Uh, he challenged me to go for it. I applied. I, I talked to people to sponsor me. And... I, people really, really gave me money and I was like, wow, crazy, crazy things happened. And for me, it was a confirmation to go. And while I was there, God made clear to me because we had, had, uh, we had been having a conversation about opening up, quote unquote, our homeschool to other people because people were commenting and saying, wow, your children, can we give you our children? I'm like, leave me alone, leave me alone. These two are driving me up the wall. I can't take it anymore. I will walk with them, not yours. And so I go to Bethel, and while I'm there, God speaks to me very clearly about opening up the homeschool and coming back to do it with Worship Harvest. Because as Worship Harvest, we had tried about two years before, and it didn't work. And I came back, of course, a bit you know, tense and a bit not sure, wondering mm. if I... So there is a uh, moment. Are you seizing was, it Yes, there was, there was a very clear Kairos moment for me. I can tell you where I was, what was going on, which book I was reading, which bed I was sleeping in, the room. It was a Kairos moment and God was speaking to me for a full week, every day at 4 a.m., speaking to me about it. So I come back and I talk to Chris about it and we agree, okay, let's go and see Pastor Mose. And we went to, I believe it was I-16, Sunset Apartments. San, uh, you can see it was a long Kairos moment. Mm. 
I remember the colors of the chair, the color of the chairs, orange. And the curtains. With blue. Orange and blue. Uh, with blue cushions, mm. or was mm. it the other way around? It was yeah. blue and orange. Yes, that's blue what I remember. Cushions, orange pillows. Yes. yes. So we go and we, we speak to him because this is what had happened. In my mind, God had said to me, Lynette, you can choose to do this as Chris and Lynette in Subuga and sons and daughters personal school. Limited. Limited. Mm. Or you can choose to do it with Worship Harvest Ministries, which is a super bigger, bigger, way, way bigger platform. So I'm going to go back into the story that you are sharing. And now, as, as I continue in the Harvest Academy story, pick out a few things. The first thing from the story of King Joash, Joash and, Elisha. and Elisha is that he gave honor where it was due. Yeah. He recognized something upon Elisha. And for me, I had to actually recognize something that rests upon Pastor Moses and the ministry of yeah. worship harvest. Yeah. Because God put it before me. He said, you can either go, Chris and Lynette and sons and daughters, or personal school, international, mm. limited. It is limited. Mm. Or you can go and work with Worship Harvest, which yeah. is a bigger platform. It will give you an opportunity to reach so many, many other children than you would do just because that's where we're going to start from. Yeah. So I had to actually acknowledge that there is an anointing upon the ministry and if I can simply align my, my, this vision God has given me with the vision of the ministry, then the impact is going to be way greater Absolutely. than when I'm an individual. The second was that there was... Oh, oh by the way, uh, just to slide in something there, because I was a, a very serious uh, supporter. That's mm. by one of the things we do. I, we, we champion each other's causes. So, so one of the things that happened is when we, uh, we told Pastor Moses, he says, so how many uh, people, students, do you want? And uh, we said, uh, ten. You know, 10 initial is, ah, you know how we said, <laughs> no, 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 at least 100. We're like, what, 100 yeah. at the start? And then he says, if we are going to do this, we go big. Big, hey, big. Jesus and you Christ. know what? In a few weeks, we're able to mobilize resources and mm. shareholders, stuff that would not have happened before yes. if we had done it alone. So. Yes, actually, that was in September 2014. That's when we had the conversation with Pastor Moses, September 2014, and he pushes us and says, no, we're going to do it big. This building was not the way, uh, I mean, it was a really small, much smaller building in comparison. The rooms had no windows. There was Nkokoto. I don't know what is Nkokoto in English. Concrete. Before screed. Before screed, it had dust. You know, when you walk in and all your, sh your shoes become gray, no windows. That kind of thing. Then we had a very rickety rackety table where the children came and did their assessments. My friend, the people who joined at that time, it was amazing. We Kugala want for to. You. Pioneer parents. The pioneer parents, Mr. and Mrs. Kamara, Tubatumi, Dennis, Kaila, were our first three-year-old because the day we started uh, Harvest Academy, Feb 2nd, 2015, Skylar, our youngest student, turned three and we had a party. A happy, a birthday, happy birthday party on day one and it has become a culture at Harvest Academy. Wow, yeah. The second thing is to seize the moment. Seize both the chronos 
and the Kairos moment because time and chance actually happen to all and had to seize that moment. It was a Kairos moment mm. for me. I had to let go of my fears. I didn't like partnerships. I like to be in control. I need to know what I'm going to do tomorrow, the other day, what I'm going to put on, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink. And in allowing myself to go we global with mm. Worship Harvest mm. Ministries, I had to let go of that yeah. and allow to be led, allow to be taught, seize the Kairos and the Kronos moment. And and that was 2014. Today, we are about six years old in September 2020. Tell, tell us some numbers. Yes. When you yes. started, how many children did you have? How many do you have now? What was the revenue then? What is the revenue wow. now? You? Oh, uh, when, when we started out, we the first day we had 19 students. By the end of the year, we had 22 students. Clap for you. Yeah. Clap yes. for you. Very good. Gross, gross. Oh, My yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gross. Take a percentage hey, of it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> true, true. Yes, yes. Mm. And, and uh, at the beginning of this year, we had 177 children. Wow. Of course, with COVID, a few left because one, online school wasn't working for them, but secondly, affected personal finances and i mean of of course when you're a school leader you somehow get to know the financial status of the parents without looking into their books but by the way they behave toward you financially mm. and i kept thinking sffg sffg for parents but that's another story the other thing is that the third thing in the story of King Joash is that he already had the tools. You are telling us he had the arrows. I had tools. I had been homeschooling for four and a half years. I had been raised by a teacher for a mother. My home ran like a school. We had a timetable. Yes. It is in still the there holidays, in the kitchen, by the way. In the holidays, we it's had so a timetable. We woke up at 4 a.m. She knocked at our door as if it was a bell. We went to the garden and dug. We, the girls, while you're digging, you're preparing breakfast and lunch. Do you understand? Mm. Why? Because by 8 a.m., you have to start your journey to walk to school for coaching during the holiday. <laughs> The classes started at 9 and ended at midday. Then we walked back home. But why did you have to leave lunch ready? Because by 1 p.m., my father, Mr. Kareri, Stephen Ruakaruanga, would be seated in his chair waiting for lunch a at 1. Keeper. Why? Because he has to be back at his desk and be there by 2. Kwegamba, you were coached into being a principal. That's how I was raised. That's how I was. And then on the timetable, there was siesta. Do you know what siesta means? No. Hey. Take uh, a nap. How? Even when you don't two, want? Uh, you sleep. <laughs> then, then you wake up. Then you do handwork. Crocheting. Crocheting. Then after that, you take evening tea or porridge. Oh, so that's why Harvest Academy has a spark session. Yes, spark sessions. Hey. In my home, there was a timetable. Okay. Then we go and weed. By 10 p.m., lights out. It was in capital letters, red. Lights out. <laughs> I had the tools. I was trained. <laughs> I was trained to be a principal without knowing. Wow. wow. Because in a school, you, there's nothing like, I will be there. Like the lesson has started. There are no feedings. 40 minutes, 40 minutes, chop, 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 lunch, ready. What, what, for, pick up your children, take them. Why? Because we have to go home and rest and come back and smile. That's how a school <gasps> runs. So, eh? Okay. Okay, so since eh. the moment, so, so, 
So, so they're going for each part. To okay. Uh-huh. Go to get to work. The first thing was getting to work. King Joash had the tools, but he had to pick up the tools that and get to work. So we've been at this for the last six years. Mm. For the last six years. I'm going to quickly talk about the last point, and that is having a vivid picture of the future, knowing your why and sticking to it. Mm. Our why is that we want children who are well-developed in their greatness. If you don't know, every human being has a greatness in them. And unfortunately, the biggest percentage of the education system here in Uganda is one that focuses on one kind of intelligence, and that's on the academics. But people are gifted musically. They are gifted in languages. They are gifted in, in, in football, in kinesthetic. It's called kinesthetic intelligence. People who know how to coordinate their limbs. Have you seen me here dancing? Nekas and I, I, my dancing and Steven, Pastor Steven's dancing. They are wild. They are apart. different, yeah. He has kinesthetic intelligence. Mm, when you see the Yeah, yeah. Hey. Hey, I you name understand? it to be with this You know, but so we harness greatness and we are raising leaders that uh, we, we want to raise a generation of godly, confident, inspired leaders who know who they are in Christ. That is our why, and that's what has kept us going for the last six years. We've gone through so many things. I mean, curriculum changes. Now we are online. COVID-19 you know, kind of forced us to go online, but we have kept our why. Sometimes, of course, not all clients are happy with us and they've had to move. We have cried in our office. Eh, tears, tears, tears. And then get up and keep going. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. We have eight minutes. The see, it's is okay. I can minutes. see it. My wife is the timekeeper in our family. Seize. But I also keep time. You also yeah. keep yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excellent. Yes. Absolutely. Seize the moment and go, go for, for it. it. Um, if we had time, we would have told you story after story. Um, for me, uh, one that I'll quickly share is about um, becoming a Gravitas Impact Coach. I, I, I met Pastor Alex through Pastor Mose, uh, Alex Mutagubia um, of the City Church, and he had this business growth thing he needed me to help him with. I go there, and I meet these global coaches that are helping businesses to grow. They were amazing. The guys were brilliant. They have all these tools, and I'm like, my goodness, how do we do this? That's 2007, so I helped them organize things, 2007, and then I, I asked, so how do you become a coach? And they tell me the figure, it was worth 70 million shillings. Yeah. Right? The whole yeah. thing. I was like, how do you do that? Yeah. How in the world? But because I was helping and all that, um, seizing them, I'm like, I want to do this. Um, the, the, the president, um, uh, Keith Cap, um, gets to see me. He says, look, we, we can work out something. And, and he draws me in and they give me the costs and things like that. Our family, thank you for investing in me. We used uh, a significant amount of our money. <laughs> yes, a significant amount of our money. And, and I flew to St. Louis in, in the US, um, did the training there and came and did a whole one year's online training because it's gruesome to become a, a Gravitas Impact Coach. Eventually, I became certified. Mm. And, and then, you know, having spent all that money, spent all that time, so you come and you're telling people, you're a Gravitas Impact Coach, and then they look at you, they're like, okay. 
Okay. What does it mean? Yeah. I'm like, don't this is business good there, like uh, what is that? Thank you very much. What does that mean? In English. And and so so then so then then and then you say what's the price? Then you say an amount they're like, Whoa! how? Because I hadn't yet tested out the market and tried these things out. So I did some freebies. I did masterminds. I, I start working with different businesses. And then word of mouth starts going around. So you see, you work with one business, you help them, they're like, wow. Then you help another, you go like, wow. You help another, you go. So that people start recommending you. And you know, from then it's about 16 clients on um, last year, um, which is the official year that we you know, I was working with different clients who were able to bring in about 120M just from the coaching, and, and it's growing. Yes, yes. So, so the whole thing is you must seize the moment and, and go, go for, it. For, for it. it. Seize the moment and go for, go it. for it. All right. Go for it. So I, th I think, unless you have any parting shot, I think uh, we should uh, be wrapping. Ah. The, the point is you do what? Go seize the moment and you go, go for, for it. it. Right? Yes. Okay, so. I think uh, what I would like to say, and I like to speak to people who are, I call them perfectionists, you know? People who, you, you, you're like me, you want all your ducks lined up, and they should all be yellow with a red beak and black, black, do they call them feet? Mm. Uh, webs, webbed feet. You want them in a line. You want to know the end from the beginning as if you're God. It's not going to happen. There's only one God and it's not you. Mm. Recently I had a dream. I'm not I'm not a dancer I'm not. That kind of thing. You can do But kinesthetically, yeah, that one I can do it. But this word zinginga. Anyway. But I had a dream, and in this dream, was it a dream or an image? I was dancing with God, and my feet were on his feet. He's holding me, we are dancing. When but he moves, uh, when you're he moving. moves, I'm moving. But Just it, like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, the Okuros like have that. understood, and I'm wondering why are they like They do it all the time. And for it them, they do it to them all, the, all time. the time in their yeah. home in I 31 sunset apartments. If you Penthouse. need coaching on dancing. Anyway, this is the thing. In that dream, I was looking down on the feet and worried. I was worried about the steps. Where am I supposed to go? How am I moving? Am I doing the right thing? And in the dream, he was telling me to look into his eyes. And when I woke up, what God was saying to me is, listen, Look into my eyes. Don't look at the feet. Don't worry about the steps. Don't worry about getting it right or wrong. Look into my eyes because you know what? The scripture says the Lord will guide you with his eye. And so I want to say to someone, look into the eyes of the Lord and let him lead you. Don't worry about the steps, the next step. He will guide you. Isaiah 48 Verse 17 has been my, my meditation scripture. It says, that says the Lord, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God. And for me, this is, was the winning sentence. Who, Who teaches, teaches you, you to, to profit? profit? Yeah. He teaches you to profit, Amagoba, even in business. Who leads you by the way you should go? 
if God has been speaking to you about something, or you've been having ideas, we were taught last week by Pastor Sebombo Stewart and his wonderful wife, Liz, that the ideas that you have, they are not your ideas. They are God's ideas. That business is God's business. Harvest Academy is not my school. It's not Pastor Chris's school. It's not really, really worship Harvest School. It's God's school. Listen to him. Seize the moment. Go for it. Don't worry about the steps. Look into God's eyes because Isaiah, in Isaiah 48, 17, he promises that he will teach you to profit and he will lead you in the way you should go. Just go for it. Wow. Go for it, friends. And even as we wrap up, I'm going to ask that we invite uh, Pastor Mose. I'm sure um, he's going to be coming in a short while. But let me just say to you, friends, this thing is about, what we've been talking about is seizing the moment and going for it. Seize the moment and go for it. Um, that idea that you have, it's just seize the moment. The things that you have, there's people who started um, businesses of popcorn from just one packet of popcorn. Some people have started Kabaragala business just from a few pancakes. Seize the moment and go for it. If it's an idea in your mind, you know, work on it and give it time. Jeff Bezos started in 2014, uh, no, in 1994, um, and he was not as rich as Bill Gates. Bill Gates was billions richer than him, and now he's richer than Bill Gates by 78 billion. Seize the moment and go for it. God bless you. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.